Rise from your grave. Power up. Yeah, boy. Welcome to Third Party Controller Podcast. I am your host, Jesse P.S. Lira with Beto Sparza and Joe Ramirez and special guest Sean. And you might be wondering, wait, what was that sound? What's going on? We are actually recording two episodes and I'm combining it into one because this is 3PC on the streets you as an audience are experiencing this all of us together but we're not really together i recorded it early with joe and right now i'm recording it sooner with beto and sean due to time constraints and everyone's availability does that make sense joe it makes total sense so you all better appreciate this shit because jesse's gonna it's gonna be hell for jesse to edit this but with that idea, we're actually doing a 3PC on the street episode. And what better type of episode to do than an episode on beat em ups and brawlers? So, every time someone chimes in, you'll hear this noise and the person's name corresponding to it. So, without further ado, let's get on with our favorite brawlers throughout the years. Double Dragon came out in 1987 by Taito Games in July. Came out later on the on the NES in 1988, um, and then it came out like a lot of these beat 'em ups were ported to so many different systems. But when it came to Double Dragon, I knew of Double Dragon, but I didn't play it as much as Bethel. But Bethel was one who has like very fond memories of Double Dragon. Bethel. Yeah, I've. Only, I never played the arcade version of it, but I remember playing it on the NES a lot when I was a kid. And just something like the memorable things about it is like the the soundtrack. I, I, that's, I love yeah. that soundtrack. It's so good. Um, but just I remember just playing that like at my cousin's. I never owned it. I don't think I ever owned it until I got older. Like I started collecting more games, but my, my cousin had it and I was always play it at his house. And just just, uh, just doing stupid shit on it. Like when, uh, when you're... When you're like on a, a high ledge, like a, when you climb a ladder, then you gotta jump down. You could jump down or just let yourself fall, but he kind of <laughs> looks all stupid, like like deformed face because yeah. he's falling off of a cliff or off of a ledge. But I never got that. How when we played, we got pretty far. No, how how, how far we played? I don't, I don't think I've ever like when I played with you. I never I've never been that far before. Like because yeah. all that stuff was new to me. So like I probably as a kid, like even now, like playing it, I've only gone past like three or four levels maybe. And I, like, when you and I played, like, that's the longest I've ever played. Joe? I don't think I've ever, I don't know if we've ever talked about this before, but uh, Double Dragon to me has always been, I've never liked it. Really? Yeah, I've never really cared for it. I was always found it dull and just, like, I I mean, I get that when the original one came out, I get, I played it as a kid and everything, and I played Double Dragon on the NES and everything like that and, and, and did all that, but, I mean, I just... I don't know. I never. It's just a series that I never really cared about. So like, you know, I would always hear you guys go, "Oh, they made a new Double Dragon. It's gonna come out, and are oh, you gonna get it?" And I was always like, "Eh, yeah, cool. I'm not. No, I'm good." <laughs> I just, I've never, 
I don't know. It just never was a, a game I was, I cared for. I was big on. You know, I just. I think part of it probably had to do with the. No, you know what? Because I remember playing it on the NES, and I also played it in the arcade. And even at that time, just like it was so plain. Like to me, it was never. There was never anything special about it. I just. I don't know. The one big dude with the the big head. <laughs> what were they called? Metal. I don't know. They look like Rampage. They're like in Quentin Jackson. I don't know. I don't know what they're called either. I forget. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I got a cousin that kind of looks like him. <laughs> like those guys. So it kind of remind me of my cousin Bellone. Joe. I don't know. It's just always. It was always. It was funny that because it's always just been a series that I just. I didn't hate. I just didn't really. For all the. You know, everyone always talks about Double Dragon and it's got the history and everything and like. You know, people like look fondly on it. I was just never a game that I, I cared much about either way. Jesse, Double Dragon is super iconic for the soundtrack too, for me. Like, uh, like I said, I knew about it. I played. I don't think I ever actually. You know what? No, I think I played it like with my cousin Ricky's back in the day when we were kids. Uh, the NES version, but the, even the NES version, you couldn't do two players at the same time. You can only do one at a time. Like you'd have to take turns. Uh, but I think the music out of everything for me, Double Dragon, and and playing Double Dragon like Bethel has been fun. There have been so many different versions of Double Dragon, the arcade one and the NES one. The, movie. the and the, yeah, the movie too. Um, what, what like what sucked about the NES version, which when you get older and you're like, oh no, wait, this has two player, and it does, but not at the same time. Yeah. It was only two players taking turns. Yeah, like Mario. So that was that was kind of weird. But I think like when they came out with the later Double Dragons, um, you were able to Wait, do two players. Were you able to... Double Dragon One. The second one, you you could play the two, right? I think you can in two. Yeah. Sean, sure. uh, I unfortunately was sperm during uh, the development of all <laughs> oh, these yeah? games. So, but I did play a good number of them. <laughs> I played uh, I played the original, you know, a couple times, uh, but I don't really know the game too well. No, no, it's cool. No, 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 it's fine. Don't even worry about me. Beto got over that years ago. <laughs> um, they did end up making even like an updated version, which was called Double Dragon Neon. And I remember you were in a big fan about it, Beto. Why? Why was that? Beto. I don't know. I just felt like the. I don't know. I guess it was too. I guess too different. Like I wanted something kind of similar to. To how it used to be, but it was—I don't know—I just couldn't get into it. Like, there's so much different stuff, like specials and stuff that you like you could hit, like fight with and stuff. But I just wasn't really into it that much. Sean, um, I thought it was definitely—it was definitely different. But for what it was, I thought it was a pretty cool game. I thought—I think IGN gave it like a four point seven or something, and I—and I, a lot of people didn't buy it because of that. And uh, I thought that was kind of sad because it, it was—it was cool for what it was, you know. But I think that may be why we haven't seen a new one since. Kind of sad. Metal. They, they recently, remember they, they came out with the Double Dragon uh, game that was like, I, I even talked about it. On the oh, yeah. yeah I think it was four. Double Dragon yeah. 4, yeah. It, I was, I don't know why, I was just expecting it to be like the old Double Dragon games, but it just felt like, it looked really nice like the old, old Double Dragon games, but it just didn't play anything like it. It was too easy. It was like, I don't know, it just they just put a bunch of, stupid shit together and mm. called it Double Dragon. Yeah. And that the only thing that was the same was fucking the, what it looked like with the graphics and that's it. 
That was a piece of shit. Welcome to your doom. This pales in comparison to all beat em ups that came before or after. Okay. Altered Beasts. Oh, God. Came out in 1988 in arcades in August 1988 in North America and Japan. Later on, came out in Genesis on November 27th, 1988 in Japan, North America, August 14th, 1989. Oh. Jesse, you could be. Buff dudes in Altered Beasts, and then turn into an animal. You could be a wolf that jets around the level. You could be a bear with his foot out, Joe, and attack a bear attack. You could you could beat the shit out of an alligator fucking a beach ball. Altered Beast had the best controls, had the best soundtrack, the best graphics. Can't compare. And if you can't tell by the tone in my voice, I am completely joking because Altered Beast is a piece of shit. But I love it because of how flamboyantly gay it is. Even though it didn't try to be. It tried to be the most badass, all about freaking being buff dudes. But I think Altered Beast is amazing because of its gay, um, how, how awesomely gay it is. In the greatest way. But yeah, Altered Beast is a piece of shit. I was just joking. It's crap. Joe. It was basically Choaniki in the United States before Choaniki could be Choaniki in the United States. But here's the thing. Choaniki's good, though. I know, but I'm just saying in, like, the characters and, yeah. like, all, you know, all oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, yeah, Altered Beast was pure and utter garbage. Anything you need to say about it? It was, like, really, it was, like, really bad. It's, like... I, I didn't play it a lot as a kid, but I played it. I played it a little bit, you know, like enough to remember it. It, it was awesome. <laughs> it wasn't very good. Uh, playing, I mean, as a kid, like like we, I always say, it's like playing old games as a kid. Like they're all like every every game is fun just because it's a fucking video game. But playing it again, I remember playing with you, uh, and it just like wasn't very good. It was like very. I don't know, just I don't even know how to describe it. It just wasn't it wasn't really like the when you tra- when you trans yeah. It was super super uh uh gay. <laughs> <laughs> their their stances were gay and all that stuff. It's really funny. Um <clears throat> but uh yeah, just trying to play when you're fighting when you turn into the their, whatever the beast is, it's just it it felt weird. Like, I couldn't control it very well. Like, when you do the special, like, side-scrolling attacks, mm-hmm. it, I, I felt like it could only go right and, like, never go left. That was weird. Yeah, and then there's an alligator, like, fucking, uh, <laughs> the, the beach ball. Like, uh, was it uh, Broken Pixels when they played that? If anybody wants to watch that, go watch some uh, Broken Pixels. They played it. Make fun of it a lot. It's really funny. Um, the well, I mean, again, like with the music and that, when you turn into a, into the beast, that that theme song is so fucking good. Yeah. Like that's probably like, the only good thing in that game. Yeah. Like, Sean? Sean, yeah, uh, I definitely think it's super clunky, super stiff controls. Uh, I I really wanted to like it because uh, aesthetically, it's a really cool looking game. You know, I feel like a lot of games in the Genesis era really have like cool graphics. You know, because they they wanted to look 
like flashier and uh, it was near arcade perfect yeah yeah uh, it, it looked good it was a super good looking game but yeah once you actually play it it's like what is this <laughs> <laughs> but that's all i got to say about it jesse altered beast is progressing forward you can't like you have to go forward it's moving if not you're you're dead and uh yeah i actually for research purposes i played a lot of these older games and i replayed altered beast and uh yeah it controls horrible not so good golden axe actually came out in 1989 from sega it came out on December 22nd, 1989 for the Sega Genesis. Joe, uh, this is more an arcade beat-em-up. Um, even though I was never the biggest fan of it myself, personally, but Golden Axe. I mean, that was like one of the first arcade um, beat-em-ups that I could really remember ever playing. I don't know if it, it, it wasn't... I know I remember it being like an earlier... Uh, it was definitely a beat-em-up, but I, I just remember that being one of like the... I mean, there's other ones, but I remember that one for some reason in the arcades, and I would always play it. Like, I would go to arcades and I would play it, and then I would always end up being kind of disappointed, just like, eh. <laughs> and I know there's, why, I just, it was a game that I always, like, was like, I'm going to put a couple of quarters in this machine, and then I would play it, and then just be done, like, there's so many better, there's already so many other games that were better than this, like, in my opinion. I know some people like it, I mean, it's it's got a following, but I just, that was always just a series that, like, I, I always, when I was a kid in, in an arcade, I'd see it, and I'd play it, and I was just always like, Meh, yeah, not, not, not feeling it. I did play it. I think I did play it on the Genesis, but I think I never even bought that. I, I think I rented it a couple of times, and I was just like, yeah, still the same. Still, still not that fun. Um, now that I think about it, that, you gave me the year. That's like that's not even as old as I thought it was. That just shows you how, how, how little respect I really have for the game. And there's so many other like beat 'em ups that are like way older. Yeah, I just I don't know. Like it was just always it was always a series that. I would see, and there was like multiple Golden Axes, and I think there's even a third one, right? Like, yeah, there's like one, two, and three. Um, but I just, I, I don't know. I never. It's it's a game that I remember, like I, I recall it as a, as a kid, but just one that I never really like played much. I always had this thing when I would go into an arcade. <clears throat> I usually scope out the arcade, and I would be like, basically, like I'm gonna play this one, this one, this one, this one. I'm gonna get to all these games, you know. It was always on my list, but I just, I always. You know, looking back, I was like, yeah, I don't know why I kept wasting quarters on it. I just, it was never my favorite game. Um, but, I mean, I, it definitely does deserve to be mentioned, though, in, in, in general, in, about, in Brawlers, because, I mean, and you enjoyed it. And, I mean, I know that a lot of people really did enjoy it. It just wasn't one of my favorite. But I thought I would bring it up because I feel like that was a, a and I feel like it, it was a Sega, it was a Sega, Sega's, right? Yeah, it was a Sega. Okay. And I feel like, in some ways, it led to a more popular series. That Sega um, also released uh, down the road. Jesse, shit! I didn't even find out that it was an art in the arcade until today. Um, I was looking that up, and it came out in the arcade. But I ended up playing Golden X on the Genesis, and for me, you know, compared to the other brawlers and the, and the beat 'em ups, um, I played that a lot on the Sega Genesis on my on the six pack because that's how I got it was on the six pack. And that, to me, that was a shit ton of fun. Like, it was really fun. And I always liked playing, like, the the dwarf gnome dude. Hey, he wasn't a gnome, but he was a dwarf with the axe. Like, that guy was really cool. But that one was, like, for that time, for me, you know, you had the magic when you gathered magic. And then, and then being able to play, like, two players. 
and play with other people and then ride those kind of like birdish lizard terrid whatever you want to call it monsters that that dude that was that, to me that was cool and, and i remember i remember really enjoying that game but playing it on the sega genesis again i didn't know uh i tried the arcade one today and uh, there's actually a little bit of a story before it starts, but in the Genesis, it's just, let's go, let's just go. And that was a game that I had uh, on my six-pack, and I remember um, you, you, Beto, and his cousin Sosimo, we played through that game, and that was a lot of fun. Um, it was only two players, we couldn't do three, but we would kind of pass it. Whoever, whoever lost, it would be passed on to the next person. But I remember we, oh, dude, we probably spent hours, and then when we got to it, we are like, oh, we're at the end, we beat it, and then I realized you're just kind of in the middle. And then after, like, we spent so much time, and we're, we're in the middle, and we could keep going, I just remember us going, oh, okay, we're done. <laughs> like, we just kind of, like, we're, we're kind of tired of playing. We thought We thought we finished it, but we didn't. But I vaguely remember playing that game. I think that was probably the only time that I ever played that game was with you and, and Solsimo. Um, yeah, really, I really, I got no, I fucking can't remember like even what, it, how, did we play it recently? A couple, like a couple months ago? We might For some have. reason, I don't know, for some we reason, just like, I don't know, but, or was it, I don't know, I can't remember again, but, yeah, that's, that's, it's, I got big memories of that game. Sean? I, I also had uh, Golden Axe on my uh, six cart thing. Oh, okay. On the uh, yeah, and uh, it's it's a pretty cool game. Um, I think again, you know, it was one of those like cool looking Genesis games, but yeah. at the same time, like I wasn't super compelled to really play through it either. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it was cool. I I feel like just generally like the games from that the beat 'em ups in general, like on the Genesis, like had really like cool soundtracks, and I think Golden Axe was definitely one of the coolest ones. Final Fight came out in 1989 in arcades. Now this is a Capcom game. Then later out came out on the Super Nintendo on November 10th, 1991. Sean, Final Fight was pretty cool. I liked uh, how like street everything kind of was. You know, it, it had like a really like a almost like a post-apocalyptic like look to all the enemies. <laughs> you know, like they're all like wearing like crazy stuff, and uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Just considering the time, like you really don't see too many other beat em ups like that. So I, I give it a lot of credit for being inventive. Mike Hagar is like one of the coolest fuckers ever, so. <laughs> Jesse. Jesse! Final Fight was actually supposed to be the second Street Fighter, but it was completely... Well, that's the thing. That was, that was kind of like the beginning of that. And they're like, wait, this isn't Street Fighter. This isn't the game that you originally had. This is something completely different. So Capcom ended, ended up changing it to Final Fight. Um... But yeah, you had Guy, Cody, and Hagar. Um, and for me personally, the original introduction to one of the most amazing characters ever created in video games, and later to be introduced into the Street Fighter series, Poison, the sexiest man you'll ever see. Um, the cool thing about it was it was Poison and Roxy. Poison had the, the pink hair, Roxy had the reddish hair. And uh, fun fact, uh, Poison's transgender, right? That's how the Japanese version, yeah. Yeah. In the Japan okay, this is there was there's been a lot of the rumors or theories for years was the reason why Poison was transgender 
was because they were worried about the rating system and having you beat up a woman. So they said that's the reason why they made her a woman. But with early artwork for Final Fight, um, there were notes saying that it was a transgender. So it kind of debunks all that theories um, about why it was a they made her or you know it was a guy because oh you can't beat up a girl but all that was a lie. And there's also another I'm not sure if it's true or not true, but I think. Poison and Roxy in Japan is a post-op transgender, which I think is like no penis. But in America, Poison still has her penis. Which, hey, best of both worlds, man. You can't knock it. <laughs> Poison shit, man. Um, but yeah, that was the crazy thing about, like, that was like one thing I just wanted to mention. Like, that was like one of the things about final fight like that was like oh this is you can't it's not really a girl's guy anyway um but that i mean like that was i was playing final fight today and i was really surprised on how it still felt really good like the controls were really good for that game and like you know we haven't really you know mentioned this in a lot of the beat-em-ups like streets you know streets of rage for sega was made because of final fight you know, it was the it was the the answer to Final Fight. You know, I like them both differently, but they were like your basic beat 'em ups where you know you pick up food, you know, hamburgers, meat, or whatever to regain your health, and then you pick up weapons like broken glass shards, which broken cups, or you like in uh, Streets of Rage, you get the glass bottle, crack it, and you can throw it. Uh, you know, um, even in Final Fight pick up the the bars and stuff like you know like lead pipes and use it to beat people or bats but that was a a cool thing for um final fight the crazy thing was final fight when it came to super nintendo there was two different versions because i don't think you could only choose two people and i think it was haggard and cody right and at, yeah final fight guy which i think was only available to be rented at blockbuster i think it was a blockbuster only but it's kind of crazy i think that version the guy cartridge is is a, a very sought after collectible but it's kind of crazy like games like that for whatever reason even though they weren't able to put him in there for whatever joe my i i think you might be right on that yeah i'm 100 sure i can't remember but yeah I, I remember the original only having two characters or for the, any, the Super NES, it, it was a two-character thing. Constraints. I think. I think usually, generally, in games like that, in the in the early stages, especially because uh, I think Final Fight came out pretty early on in the Super Nintendo's lifespan. Um, I think it was a memory issue. Like it was just like, okay, we can't put another sprite, uh, another complete character, and it's just going to be too much memory. And then later on, once they got, you know, once the cartridges, you know, they, they were able to, you know, bigger, more memory um, in each cartridge, they were like, okay, now we can do it. Sodom or Sodom. He was the samurai looking good. He was in, they, he ended up in the Alpha series, Alpha 3. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like one of the bosses in the first, second level. I always thought his design was cool. Yeah. Because his name was Sodom, as in Sodomy. He looked. Put it in people's pockets. When you saw it back in the early 90s because of the popularity of the show was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game. 
That came out in 1989 from Konami. Later on, they made an NES version that came out December 7th, uh, 19, 1990. And then it got re-released on Xbox Live on March 14th, 2007. Joe. No, yeah, the, the Turtle series. Um, and actually, you know, when you when you look at it, uh, the original one, uh, I loved it. it. You know, it was like Konami was just... Uh, Firing in all cylinders when it came to beat 'em ups, you know, you had the Simpsons, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Simpsons, uh, you know, it also led to, and then like what was kind of cool because like there was like that style of game. Once that game came out, like I was one of the things about that game that always amazed me is the fact that they actually made that for the NES. Like when you got the NES version, the arcade game, yeah, I was like, holy fucking shit. And granted, yeah, it didn't look like it didn't look like it did in the arcade, but I mean, it was pretty much the fucking entire game. You're like, holy shit, this is pretty damn close to what we got, you know? Um, I, that always impressed me, you know? Metal. Yeah, I never played the arcade one. Oh, no, you uh, yeah, just the, the NES version. I remember that. You never played it on, uh, when it went online? That was the arcade version? Oh, that was just the second one. Yeah. Oh, okay, then I, I guess I did. <laughs> I didn't know. I thought it was, I always thought it was the one on the NES. It didn't look too, like, like a lot, it didn't look that much better than what I remembered when I was a kid. But I do remember playing that a lot more on the Nintendo on the NES when I was a kid. That game I would I would play a lot. That was with my brother and my cousins. Like but I don't think I ever beat it though. I think it, what, didn't you, me, and Clancy play that once? Yeah. And then we yeah. beat it through. That's the only time I ever played it when, when we played it on the Xbox Live. But yeah, that's 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 when I, I just, where everybody fighting to be Michelangelo. I'd be like, I'll just be ref. Yeah. Like, <laughs> everybody always want to be the the cool one. Yeah. I'd be the grumpy fucking kid that I ended up being ref as a o- older kid little pissed off asshole Jesse now that was the same thing I mean this was already showing like the just how well Konami at that time like now we know how Konami is now but at that time like how Konami was just hitting home runs with their arcade cabinets their arcade beat em ups they were just kicking ass back in the 90s and TMNT was no different from having stuff from the show um, for TMNT, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, even with the theme song starting when you start the game, um, had the story of, you know, uh, April getting kidnapped, and, you know, it just, it had everything that you wanted in an arcade beat-em-up for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The Foot Clan, you would fight against robots, all kinds of different stuff. But again, just like every other arcade cabinet, you got to choose between any of the four turtles. So you got to be Leonardo, Donatello, Raphael, or Michelangelo. And I don't know about you, but for me, just like in The Simpsons, like I want to be Bart, and this, I wanted to be Michelangelo. Michelangelo, for me, was the coolest character on that show. River City Ransom came out in 1990 from Technos. Came out in January in 1990 and then um, first originally came out April 25th in Japan in 1989. Called River City Ransom in America but in Japan it was called Downtown Nakatsu Mangatari which you know in English means Downtown Hot-Blooded Story. Jesse, that I remember most was just the the look of it, and I've played like um, the 3DS game they ended up doing called the the River City Ransom, the Tokyo Jungle or Tokyo Rumble. That one was really fun. So I, I think it's pretty similar, but I, I I haven't played the I never got to play the original. 
But if I remember, that one, like, you actually earned money, spent money to buy upgrades and do things like that. But did, was River City Ransom a game you played? Joe. No, actually, no. I, 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 all the things you're, you're mentioning about it, I also heard about the game, but I never I never got to play it. No, that was never something that I... Uh, that I ever I'd seen it I'd seen it but I never I never got to it man so I think this one was uh, done by Beto so Beto did you play this game? Beto I actually don't have much to say about it because I didn't play it I, I played uh, Crash and the Boys was uh, yeah. what I played a lot it was, uh, it was another it was a Technos right? yeah Technos games or Techos one of those uh, I remember playing that more I, I, didn't, I didn't play River City Ransom as much but Crash and the Boys is really good. Like I don't even know what kind of game that. What kind of game is that? It's a brawler. I, I guess I don't. Really, I don't know. Yeah, but Crash and the Boys is really fun. Just a bunch of different uh, fights. It's the same same style. So it looks the same. It's just like games that you play, like a track and uh, a track and field game. And it's not a brawler. I don't. I don't it's like just a games. Different types of games. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was like mini games. Yeah, a bunch of mini games in it, but. Yeah, River City Ransom was just the same characters, but I never really, I don't even, no. I don't think it did. Have you ever played it? Sean, I love River City Ransom. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really do. Uh, I think between Dig Dug and River City Ransom, it's probably my two like top like kind of classic games from that era. Yeah. yeah, I think River City Ransom is really cool. Like, it, for one, you know, like it was an imported game, you know, so it has like tons of Japanese sort of like stuff in it. So it was kind of interesting as a kid, like kind of seeing all that kind of be presented to you you know you kind of got this like punk japanese like delinquent culture thing going on and uh i don't know just just for its time i know it's probably not the first but you know having the currency system you know like having like all these little guys and stuff like the world felt big like for an nes game like i thought that was really impressive yeah, yeah. and i i but I, I just had a cool look to it you know it was river city ransom like <laughs> It always it always seemed really hard to try to get money for those games like whenever any like when you're trying to upgrade your stuff like uh, what what is it on there like you get like uh, I don't know a certain like equipment or like weapons and stuff right yeah you could uh, I think like make your health bigger and your, like your punches stronger and stuff like that and you know just it was it was cool it definitely yeah it definitely felt hard to get money but it felt satisfying when you got money too though you know so yeah. Uh, I like I like Tokyo Rumble a lot. I felt like uh, you you really got like uh, like the story I, I thought was really funny, you know. Just and I, I think that's probably all they really needed to add. So <laughs> I think it did pretty good there. Battletoads coming out June first in nineteen ninety one. Created by Rare Games and published by Trade West. Sean, I love Battletoads. <laughs> I've, I think I've played like every. Uh, I played the original and the, all the sequels. I, th I think um, I actually uh, Battletoads and Double Dragons is probably my favorite one. Uh, that game is really cool. Like just. It, oh, the combo. Yeah. Well, no, it was um, they they teamed up. Yeah, they teamed up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I remember like it didn't it didn't control. I felt like it didn't control as good as the first Battletoads. You you're probably right on that. <laughs> but I I feel like they all have like BS moments. Like in general, the controls never really felt like super consistent. Like you you think you're gonna do like the power kick you know thing, 
or like some big punch and then it just kind of doesn't. Mm -hmm. But those games are really cool. Like they always like blended in those segments where you were doing like the uh, runner things or, you know, like you'll die if you like don't do an exact jump, which is, you know, pretty, it was like super hardcore, but they're, they're pretty hilarious too. Like the bosses were super funny. Did you know that they actually made a Battletoads cartoon? There's a Battletoads cartoon and it took place uh, in Oxnard, believe it or not. Oh, shit. What? Yeah, yeah. I remember about that. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny too because uh, like the Battletoads, like in the intro, it would I thought it was the first episode of the intro, uh, but it was like Oxnard, the gateway to Camarillo. <laughs> like, that's what the city was like known for. But uh, I thought I, mean, I don't know. Battletoads kind of has like some uh, local history, so everybody should check it out. <laughs> Jesse, Battletoads was a game, great music, it was a fun game, but it was hard. I don't think, I think, I remember playing with my cousins, Dewey and Ricky's when we were kids, on the NES, just trying to get through the speeder bike part of it, like, and not being able to do it. Even, like, that part where you're descending down into the, like, little, like, the, the caves, or, like, just whatever the shafts were. Even doing that and like kind of like going, even going through that game, like I remember it being hard, but really fun and satisfying. I think that's one of the brawlers, especially for NES. Like when you talk about good controls, I don't know about you, but every time I could jump back into Battletoads, except for that fucking speeder bike part, it's just bullshit. But as in like fighting, like just that feel of like punch, punch, kick, 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 punch, and then you're and boom, that last hit. And either your foot would be a large foot, that last punch, or a large hand. Like, that was cool. That felt good, you know? Um, I mean, I don't have that much memory on... They ended up doing, like, a Double Dragon Battletoads later on. And I remember playing that, and I just didn't have that, that feeling. Like, that perfect... If I had to compare it... Like, Mario's jumping in Mario games progressing from like the originals going to now like the jumping always feels so accurate i feel in battletoads they just they had it down when it came to the punching just the feeling of it personally joe was okay so i, I believe it was trade west right that created that did uh battletoads it was a rare game trade west traders okay traders but it was a rare game the battletoads double dragon game was that rare or was that um the double dragon developer I don't know. I didn't look that up. I saw because it. there were, I remember playing that game and feeling that there was, like, they added too much of the Double Dragon uh, influence to it. And I, I remember not being a big fan of it. I like uh, Battletoads. I fucking hated that, that sequence you're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, but in general, I did like the game. You know, I also, I, I enjoyed the Super Battletoads too, even though it was just, um, by that point, it was already, like, eh, I was already kind of, like, cooling off on it. But, I mean, uh, it's a, it's a solid series too. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, I like how they brought uh, Rash back into Killer Instinct. Nah.
The Simpsons arcade game came out in 1991 by Konami. It came out March 4th, 1991, and then later got re-released on Xbox Live on February 3rd, 2012. Sean, I love <laughs> The Simpsons arcade game. Every time I went to get pizza, I'd play that at the at Toppers. And uh, I don't I think that's probably the only beater, uh, beater, beat him, beat him up from that sort of like uh, era, I guess, that I actually beat. Because uh, I think one time me and like uh, four friends just went in and I had like just a big cup of quarters and I was just like, we're gonna beat it. And uh, it gets really like insane towards the end because they know you're just gonna keep feeding it more quarters. But uh, Simpsons Arcade is really cool. Like, I really like that they. Um, each character felt super different, you know? Just like, I mean, they weren't so different, but you had those like little combo moves where like, uh, you know, like Homer could pick up Bart and stuff and they'd do like that, like continuous punch thing. It was pretty cool. Jesse, but this was like during the pinnacle height, like the popularity of The Simpsons. Like I just remember, like I, I don't, I like if I can remember, I think I remember going to an arcade. I was somewhere, maybe like at a pizza parlor, maybe at like a, a liquor store and seeing the Simpsons arcade cabinet and probably just being like, whoa, it's Simpsons. And then around that time, I mean, I, I don't wanna say, cause there's another beat em up that was as popular, but we're not to that one yet. But to have something as good as the Simpsons Arcade beat em up, that one just had the feeling of the show, but had things in in it that weren't like the show. But anyway, you find out the history about it, and, and it's crazy that a team in Japan, because I, I listened to the Retronauts. If you guys have don't know, there's a podcast called Retronauts, and they did a whole episode about the Simpsons Arcade game. And to find out that in Japan, around that time, Simpsons were not known. No one knew what the Simpsons were in Japan. It just wasn't, it wasn't over there yet. But a team in Japan, Konami, to make this game, like, and to be as, well, like, how accurate it was, like, is insane. But anyway, uh, I mean, that was the cool thing about beat-em-ups back then, was a four-player, you can be... Anyone in the family except Maggie. So you could be Bart, you could be Marge, Homer, or Lisa. And I think, at, you know, I don't know about you, Joe, but at that age, you wanted to be Bart. Like it was always, it was like, I'm gonna be Bart. Cause you had the skateboard and you could fight with it. But it, it was kind of, I don't know, man, like they, they, the, the stuff they did, it's like you're playing an episode of the show, but everything in it, a good a part of it is homages to the series but also its own stuff that's never been in the Simpsons show at all. Joe. I just want to say, and it was oddly, it was also just, uh, not, I don't want to say it was oddly, but quirk, like, it was quirkly still, like, very, it was a very Simpsons game, but you could feel the Japanese influence in certain parts of it, I feel like. Like, some of the, I don't know, some of the the usage of certain characters like some of the characters of how they would use certain things it just kind of seemed like huh that's kind of weird and awkward but I mean it makes total sense that it was coming from a Japanese team who did a fucking fantastic job still yeah, yeah, yeah. you know um, one of the things that always 
got me about the Simpsons um, arcade game was the actual arcade cabinet itself. It was so colorful. It was like that light blue. It was basically like a, a take on the Simpsons sky, you know, that opening. They used the blue with the Simpsons. It was just like... And there the was, sound, the music. The yeah, sound and, and nothing really nothing was really like that at the time. When you walked into a, a you know, back in the day, an arcade that was kind of dark and stuff like that, most most machines were dark, you know, like they had yeah. lo- you know colors like that. I mean, they, there were some that were, but nothing I felt like there wasn't really a whole lot of machines that looked like that. And I always remember like when it first came out, man, going, uh, you know, you would have four people there. You'd always have like three people or four people and everyone was trying to get to the end of that game. Um, and then just like, and you know, what a perfect game for that, for the perfect series for that style of game with so many characters to choose from. In, a, in The Simpsons, I mean, really, levels, bosses, you know, beat em up always has bosses, it's in, it's limitless how many, because because of how many characters there are in The Simpsons, you really could have just, you know, there's an infinite level of, you know, of layouts for every level and for, for bosses that you could have done with that game. So, I mean, I thought it was really, really cool. Um, I always loved, I loved playing that game. I'm at one real quick story. One day I went to go play it, and uh, there was a technician working on it, and he had a, you know, he was fixing something right before I could play it. So I like, I stopped him. I'm like, oh, yeah, go do your thing. And he's like, uh, and he did what he did. And when he did it, it gave one screen 20 credits. So it was basically like, don't put 20 credits. He's like, hey, man, go ahead, take it. And I was like, awesome. So I actually like, I, had to, I actually, I was fucking, I was still a kid, dude. I was probably, it was, it was still pretty on early on when that game was out there. So I didn't even have time to finish the game. Like I didn't even run through all those fucking credits. But I was like, they didn't spend any money on it. So I literally was like, I usually I would go into an arcade with like five dollars and get it, you know, get get the quarters, and that's that's what I would play. You know, that's that's it. So that's one of the few times where I was like, awesome. I didn't have to spend money. It was just like, boom, free free play. It was it was it was pretty cool. I I still remember that story. So thank you, Mr. Uh, video Game Technician, whoever you were that gave me that uh, those twenty credits. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. I thought Turtles in Time was only Super Nintendo, but that actually came out in arcades. They came out in arcades in 1991. Again, Punami is working on that, but came out later for the Super Nintendo in August 1992. But playing that, it kind of reminded me of, uh, I don't know if you're going to talk about this, but the Manhattan Project, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 Manhattan Project that was an NES. Oh, take it. Yeah, it just reminded me, kind of, I don't know, it, it it just felt like that game, but it's just a little bit smoother. Uh-huh. Um, but the Manhattan Project, I don't know if you're going to talk about, but that one, I remember playing that a lot more than any other, I guess, beat-em-ups. Uh-huh. I forget what it was. I think they made that game, just that, I just remember seeing the cover for that game. It was really cool. You just see the, the turtles looking up at the sky, and it was like Manhattan lifted up uh-huh. from the earth, and it's just floating up in there. But I remember playing that a lot. You start off like at the beach and you just make your way into like the city. I think uh-huh. the boss battles on there are pretty fun. I mean, just similar to the the second uh, Nintendo game that they had, which was the arcade game. Yeah, it was called arcade game. Yeah. But yeah, I remember playing that. But Turtles in Time felt similar to that. Joe, I mean, it's still it's a, still a series to this day. Like you know, that like, I remember and. Um, and had fun playing. Actually, that's another one that uh, me and uh, and uh, uh, my buddy played uh, when we were using the emulator. Like, change the controls. Like, yeah, let's do it. So we started playing that, and it was, you know, it's it's still a fun game. Um, 
And then when you actually got the Super Nintendo and you got like Turtles in Time, I was like, oh fuck, you know, this is just like it. Uh, Sega Genesis even got uh, the Hyperstone Heist, which was basically kind of like a reshuffled version of Turtles in Time with with some extra levels thrown in. Um, I remember that, that that was a thing too. And from that same style, you got the Manhattan Project. The Manhattan Project? No, the Manhattan... Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, for the NES, right? for the NES which, which was another good one that introduced like more. I felt like it introduced some really cool stuff. Like, uh, like it was a really, really uh, solid beat 'em up for the NES. Like, especially for the Turtles franchise to end like at that point. So I mean, yeah, Turtles, fucking awesome. Jesse, Turtles in Time was I. I didn't. That was one because all I knew was the regular Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game. Um, Turtles in Time was something I found out later in life. But do you remember when Ubisoft um, recreated the game for Xbox Live? It came out August 5th, 2009, and people hated it. I guess it didn't feel the same. Like, it got brand new graphics, but people... like And that actually, that was the first time I played it. I never played the Super NES version at all. I knew of Turtles in Time, but never played the Super NES version. And right, like, this was way after they re-released the TMNT Arcade original on Xbox, which when they re-released it, they re-released the original game somewhat altered because there was, like, was there Pizza Hut advertisements in the arcade one? I don't know. There was some advertisements that they had to alter. That's what they said. I could be wrong. They had to alter, but that was the only difference. It was the same arcade game. They didn't do that for Turtles in Time for the Xbox Live version. They just recreated it, and I, I remember people just saying it was not any good. Like, the original Turtles in Time was better. I and it, a, yeah, what's up? No, I, was, I had to look it up real quick, because um, I didn't even know. They, I, I forgot that that had been, uh, that was done, like they remade it. So I, I my, right now I was like, well, you're talking about that. I was like, oh, I started looking it up, and I was like, I didn't realize that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just forgot about it, I don't know. Streets of Rage, the first one, came out in 1991. Uh, it came out August 2nd, 1991 for the Sega Genesis, and then later on in September 18th, 1991 for North America. Jesse! For me, Streets of Rage 1, Streets of Rage, the first one, uh, that one was really cool. That was one of my favorite ones, because the girl like had all red and she was super dope. I forget her name, Blaze. I think that was her name, Blaze? I don't know. I should have brought my 3DS. I have that game on there. That was part of my six pack for the Sega Genesis, so I uh, remember that one fondly. Yeah, I don't remember that much. Metal. Capcom game? Capcom? Is it? No, that's Sega. Oh, Sega? Wait, Streets of Rage? Yeah. No, okay. For some reason, I thought Final Fight and Streets of Rage were. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. I I don't know if I was talking about Final (laughs) Fight or Streets of Rage. <laughs> Actually, Streets of Rage was made because of Final Fight to be a competitor. Oh, oh. yeah. I hope I was talking. I would I'll go on record as saying that. Streets of Rage 2 
is probably one of the greatest beat-em-ups of all time with with probably one of the best soundtracks I've ever like I've ever heard from a beat-em-up. Jesse, see here's the thing. I hear that and and I'm not disagreeing that Streets of Rage 2 isn't a good game. But I never really got to play Streets of Rage 2 because again, this was another one that was a part of the six-pack. So I only had Streets of Rage 1. So I will agree only because everyone says that 2 is the better game. Because I think you get to select more people. But what, what, what 1 has over 2 is that you had the backup people that you can call. You're like your supers. You know, you, like in the first one, you could like hit a button to uh, call for backup. And it would be like a cop in a car and shooting like a rocket launcher. Depending on which character you, um, you selected. But um, I never played 2. But... Jesse. You know what? I'm going to interject to pass Jesse right now. Um, he enjoyed the first Streets of Rage because that was the only one he had. But today, I spent time playing Streets of Rage 2 on my 3DS because they had the 3D Sega version. Streets of Rage 2 is the better Streets of Rage game. It is so much better. Controls better, has better character variety, and just better, you know, more characters to choose from. So, future Jesse, who is me, Streets of Rage 2 is the better game. I like it. What did you say? It was really fun. Did you say that you, you liked it? The first one better, or you just never had never. I, I will see. The, I like the first one more because that's what I had for the six pack. But you know, actually playing Streets of Rage two, I'm like, holy shit! Like the level design what was crazy. Was the level design was better? Uh, the enemies you fought and the way you moved was not. I mean, not like the first one was worse or wasn't as good, but it was. It was like butter. Sean, I don't, I don't know if I was, if I played Streets of Rage or Final Fight, they felt very similar. So I don't know when I was talking about the enemy design, if I was talking about Streets of Rage, uh, Final, <laughs> Final, 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 I don't know. <laughs> the, the, the guy on the roller skates. Oh, that's Streets of Rage Two. Okay, yeah, that's the one I played. <laughs> okay, so I played Streets of Rage Two. Disregard everything I said about Final Fight. And that's what I was talking about. That game was cool. <laughs> it had a guy on roller skates, real funny boss. Everybody turned red. It was great. Joe. So, for me too, like I played it as a kid, and I, I love the the Streets of Rage series. Streets of Rage series. I played the first one. I played the second one. Uh, I think I even played the third one. Although I don't recall it as much as I do the first two. But um, I, I, when I was a kid, you know, as a kid, you you love beat 'em ups. I think every kid, like a lot of kids, like beat 'em ups. It's just something fun about them. Um, it's, it's like you don't have to think very much. You just go through and you play, and, and that's what it is. Um, with two, so I I think it's last year I replayed it. Um, uh, me and my buddy uh, Brandon. Yeah. So, as a going away gift, I gave him uh, a Raspberry Pi with uh, Retro Pi on it, mm-hmm. um, and I brought it to his house and we set it up and he had some time. And I remember this one day we were there. I think it was we were watching a pay per view or something like that. And afterwards, we started playing some games and. That one was up, and I was like, "Oh man, let's yeah, let's play." It. You know, we both of us can play. So we started playing it, and I was like, "Like the first thing for me was, well, it was it was fun, but like the real first thing for me that like, was the music, man. Like holy fuck, like you can find if any if you've ever, I think you can find the original soundtrack. You can you can find this. Uh, I mean, the fucking music in this game is fantastic, man. Like I was playing this game, I was like, "Holy shit, the music is is really good," and we played, we damn near got through the whole game, mm-hmm. like you know, and and. Uh, 
it's just a lot of fun. I mean, you know, this is a, and that's a game I hadn't played in so long. Man, you know, you, you, over time, you always hear about that game and then the soundtrack and everything like that. And then going back to it, I was like, wow, this game is still really, really good. So uh, for me, two, two is, uh, you know, I think that's Sega really. I, I would love to see Sega remake it. And I think they've tried or they've had like, they've thought I, about it or there was like spiritual successors maybe. I'm not sure. If I remember correctly, and I should have done the research, but I didn't remember till now. Sega did a thing like a collection it was a Sega Genesis collection that had a, a remake of Golden X, I think a remake of Streets of Rage 2, all like 3D graphics, like 3D polygon graphics and stuff, but it just wasn't the same. So I think that's what kind of, it just kind of died out. But it was like, if I remember correctly, it was PS2. I could be wrong, but I remember they did something like that or if something they were going to work on, but they canceled it. I don't know. Uh, it, I, it's always a series that I've always like, I wish they would bring back. Um... But, yeah, I mean, I, I, for me, like, as far as Sega, uh, beat-em-ups go, I think those are two of the most memorable ones. X-Men. X-Men arcade game came out in 1992 by Konami. Um, later got released on on the PlayStation Network on December 14th, 2010. Xbox Live Arcade on December 15th, 2010. Sean? Uh, I, I like the character selection they had for that game. I, I didn't uh, play a ton of it, but they had it at my uh, local arcade, and the the machine itself was just huge. But that was also pretty cool, because at the time, like, X-Men was like, they just made the first movie, so going in and playing that, it was like really sweet. But I, I don't remember too much about the uh, progression of the game itself, but just, I don't know, the uh, the amount of characters you could pick from was pretty impressive. Especially for a game like that. Jesse, the crazy thing about X-Men, I remember the first time I saw it in arcades, it was unlike any other arcade cabinet because it was a like an aspect ratio of 16 by nine screen, six players simultaneously. Now, they made other cabinets that were four play. Yeah, it was two screens. But it was like, when you look at it, it's the aspect ratio was like 16 by 9. They made it like a widescreen. Yeah. But later on, they did end up making um, X-Men arcade cabinets with four and also two-player versions. But I, do you remember those six-player ones? Like, like, I remember everyone being super cramped on it. But that was fucking crazy. And the characters were, you can be Colossus, uh, Cyclops, Wolverine, Storm. Nightcrawler and Dazzler. Um, but that one, that one is, <laughs> that was crazy because that, has any other arcade cabinet been like that? A beat em up? Right? It hasn't, right? Joe, not that big. I don't think so. No. And you're right, it was really cramped. I mean, I remember you had one, because I'm looking at the layout of it right now, and you're like, you had one person that was <laughs> pretty much just playing off on the side. Two people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. Two people off on the really side, but that was also like that was probably the one. It was kind of curved, no? Yeah. I, mean, I think that was one of the good things about um, the fact that this was back in the day and playing in a CR like CRT TV is like you the your what you were looking at your 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 view was still okay. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah. still gonna be okay. Like if you'd have tried to do this game with like a with like a. Um, 
uh, nowadays with like a flat screen and like an LCD, you'd have to be, yeah. <laughs> it'd be crazy, you know, it was, it's different or a big ass, a larger screen, but yeah, it was cramped. I remember it being a, a I remember playing on the six, uh, the, the arcade where, um, at the Pacific View Mall, what it used to yeah, be, yeah. the gold mine, they had oh, one and it yeah. was front was and center when you would, gold mine, you walked in and it was front and center right in the middle. They had that cause they needed a lot of space. It was a big, it was a big, uh, it was a very, very, very big, um, cabinet. Jesse. Yeah, no. Um, that was probably one of the most impressive things about it was that cabinet. And um, it was cool. I just like, I remember, if I remember correctly, playing through that game, just like, it was Magneto going, Welcome to die, X-Men. Or something like that. Yeah. Like, that was, that was like having audio cues and, and, and stuff like that. And like, heavily influenced. A good... Like, it was influenced by the comic book, of course, and also the, the TV show. Yeah, dude, the X-Men, like, and of course, everyone fucking wanted to be Wolverine, dude. That was like, Wolverine, like, uh, for all these arcade cabinets, like, there was always somebody, like, that uh, everyone's like, I want to be this character. But that was shit, like... I'm trying to remember, like, how it's, is it, it's pretty rare now. Do you think it's rare to find those six... I don't see it that often. I'll see more of the four-player ones, more than six anywhere. I think maybe it's harder to maintain and keep those cabinets or something. Joe, that's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, just just who would have space for that thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's such a large cabinet, and that screen, you know, I, at for the time, you know, I, I, would, I would think that there was probably issues because you didn't have a lot of screens like that back then. Um, and setups like that, so yeah, I would say it's it's a, it's a fucking monster. Castle Crashers came out in 2008 by The Behemoth on August 27th for Xbox Live. Later on, it came out two years later on August 31st, 2010 for the PlayStation Network. Metal. I played a little bit of it. I don't... That, game, that was one of those games that took forever to come out, and then when it came out, I started playing it, but never really got far. And then I just stopped. That's all I mean. But I... Sean? Castle Crashers is the cool game. Uh, I think I've bought it three times now. Um... <laughs> When it came out on 360, I bought it on Steam, and I think I bought it uh, on either Xbox One or PS4. I don't, I don't know if it's on PS4, but I got it. Like, I bought it three times because I think that game's really cool. I think, as far as uh, beat 'em ups go, like that's probably the most like accessible one in my opinion because you know you you can actually progress and you know like unlock weapons and characters and stuff like in single player and then invite somebody over or as many people as you want really and uh, play through the levels again but you know like they level up different characters you can actually build stats differently which is really cool um, but yeah I really like that game I think everybody should honestly play it just because of how like easy it is to get into and how it, it gets really deep you know I think the behemoth in, in general is a really good studio and everything they put out uh, even like What's that other one that came out recently? Yeah, Battle Block Theater. That uh, it's not. I mean, it's not a. It's not a beat 'em up, but just it, it kind of has that same sort of like they throw in little things for uh, groups to do together. You know that you wouldn't really expect. Like at the end of uh, a level in Castle Crashers, you can you know like fight your your friends 
who helped you get to the end of the level, and then you kind of like get to see like who built you know like a better character stat wise, who's you know like better at the game, and in general like they just they do a lot of like neat co-op things, and I appreciate that and those those types of experiences, I guess. Jesse, now when Castle Crashers came out, like. That was in development by by the behemoth. I remember for like years, man. Like every time, like it's coming out this year, and it wouldn't come out. Like you know, they're a smaller independent studio, so they took their time. But I remember seeing it at Comic Con. Like I went to Comic Con as early as like 2006, and even back then, it was at Comic Con. Like they had it there. But the cool thing about Castle Crashers was it was online. You got to play with your friends, and it had things in brawlers. Now it wasn't anything new, but you. Had leveling up, um, which they had in other brawlers like the Dungeon and Dungeons and Dragons brawlers that they had from Capcom. But um, another way where each individual character you had your uh, um, Red Knight, which was fire, the blue one, which was ice. Um, what other ones did they have? There was a green one, which was like a gasis gas. I haven't played that. In, I haven't played it in a long time. Uh, there was an orange. Shit, now I should have done my research on Castle Crashers more. But, the cool thing was you were able to unlock different knights too. And, uh, be able to play that. And if you had the game Alien Hominid, you got to even be that character too. With that save file if you had it in the game for Xbox Live. But, dude, Castle Crashers, I just remember it was, it was, it was oozing with, like, the the classic beat-em-up style and that was the games in the past but brought in the new type of humor that the behemoth is known for and, and just like really good gameplay and like leveling up your your character and that was a great thing and and that's what games in, in the late 2000s anything from even shooters too were were um taking a lot from like the rpg leveling up your abilities your strength and what you had um, being able to get weapons. That was, that's the thing about beat-em-ups, too, was, was collecting weapons. Um, but yeah, like Castle Crashers, I think what helped that, too, was it's online. It's online was like being able to play with friends was like the best thing. Joe. Yeah, I, I remember playing it for a little bit. I think I got the demo. I remember getting the demo of it and playing that. I, I don't think I ever... I, I didn't end up buying it, um... But I remember playing the demo and being like, "Oh, yeah, this is definitely a really cool like homage or like, uh, like kind of like an uh, an updated version of a, of the, your classic beat 'em up for you know like like a new era." Uh, it was cool. I wasn't the hugest fan of the aesthetics and what they went with. I just I don't know why it was. It just never really hooked me. But playing it, you could feel the influence right away. You know uh, when you got in and played, and it was fun. So I mean I um, I don't know why it just never really like caught on with me, but um, it's definitely a game worth mentioning because I mean a lot of people you know a lot of people liked it and a lot of people played it. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World came out in 2010 by Ubisoft. On August 10th, 2010 for the PlayStation Network and on the 25th of August in 2010 for the Xbox Live Arcade. Sean? Uh, I, I played a good amount of it and um, I think it's really sad that it's actually not on the... Uh, you can't buy it anymore. There, oh, why, why is that? I think because of licensing, it just doesn't exist technically. So you had to have bought it at the time in order to 
even get a chance to play it anymore or re-download it. So unless uh, they do like a Scott Pilgrim 2, we probably won't ever get a chance to play it again. Real sad. But it was a cool game. And also uh, the band uh, Automata Gucci did the uh, soundtrack for it. Yeah. And uh, I, they're super talented and that soundtrack was kick-ass. Jesse! Again, it was, it was taking inspiration from like River City Ransom, old beat-em-ups, uh, but really heavily influenced by River City Ransom. Um, Scott Pilgrim had a great soundtrack by Anamanaguchi. Probably one of the best soundtracks in a more current beat-em-up. Um, and great art style. Like, everything from like the backgrounds to, to the enemy layout. That, for me, for me, man, like, Scott Pilgrim was hard to play by yourself. Like, it, it was an easier game to play in a group, like, for, personally. Um, when it released, it didn't have um, multiplayer online support. And I don't think it ever got patched for an online support. Um, I want to say it did, but I, I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't think it did either. But um, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World probably had everything going for it. So many, because Scott, Scott Pilgrim itself is influenced by video games. Very heavily influenced that you would have like little hidden like things from other video games as well. But... Heavily, heavily influenced by River City Ransom. Joe, yeah, uh, I remember playing. Uh, I, I remember playing it. Now. I really liked it. I thought the soundtrack was fantastic. I loved that portion of the game, and I loved just the, um, I don't know, the overall, uh, the feel of the game, the retro look. Everything about the game was really, really good. I think only one of the only things that really bugged me about the game, like you're saying, it was very, it was kind of difficult going through it alone. Mm -hmm. But it was also like the the, the stages were really long. <laughs> I remember yeah. them being extremely like, holy fuck, how long am I gonna be doing this? <laughs> like I remember just thinking to myself, okay, I, how much more do I before you I get to like you know like to the end of this level because some of these levels would go on and on and on. Uh, that'd probably be my only my only like knock on the game. It was still a lot of fun though. guys any other games that we didn't list on this that you enjoyed that were beat em ups or brawlers Bro. beat em ups or brawlers and I'll, I'll start off with you Sean uh, so yeah I was thinking Yakuza pretty much fits the bill for a beat em up type game and honestly like it, it really is a lot like a River City Ransom just because you know like you can you can kind of go through the same streets and you know there's like packs of enemies kind of waiting for you at times uh you collect money you know you, you power up your your character through money <laughs> so it, they're very similar in that aspect and i think that um yeah you're right there really hasn't been any like traditional brawler since but and even even then like i 
it's hard to say that there's been anything other than Yakuza that, that fits the bill of that type of, like, you know, brawler-type game. Uh, I think, you know, like, you're saying character action games definitely kind of get there, you know, stuff that Platinum makes, but I'll pass it back to you for that. Yeah, nothing. Finite. <laughs> Mickey Ward Mickey Ward against Arturo Gatti and going to the brawl. Um, I don't know, you, you ever play Sleeping Dogs? No, I never did. There's a, there's a parts in it where you like get I mean you don't you don't have to like do these parts but there's some parts where you just get in a fight with like a ton of people yeah it's what, what's that for like to level up some some yeah uh so just like a I guess like a leveling system but I don't even remember what it's for like what, what's yeah, it for you're right actually because uh, uh sleeping sleeping dogs like it had guns and stuff but like they tried to kind of fit it into the story that you know China doesn't really like allow guns so they're really rare yeah. so a lot of the progression was through like beat him up and like brawling and stuff so yeah you're right yeah i remember i, I played a good amount of it and i just i had a lot of fun just playing those parts because you you'd fight like three people so it's just like uh kind of felt like the like the batman games you know when you're fighting batman mm-hmm. that's uh that's another one um just like i just combo into uh like you dodge certain like punches or kicks and then like it's kind of some 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 was it quick time events yeah yeah yeah, so no, I'm like, that's what I was thinking. I'm not sure if it was if it was quick time events that you when you were playing it, but going through those pretty quick, cool, like just what was it like? You would dodge a punch and then you just fucking just hit a flurry, like a combo. Of, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that was that's one of the last games that I remember. That's that was a lot of fun with a uh, brawling type of uh, mechanics, I guess. On a on a sim in a similar vein to Scott Pilgrim. And I guess it's it's kind of a brawler, but you, did you guys play uh, X Men Origins Wolverine? Oh, I did. Yeah. That game was pretty cool. Like, for for being a licensed game, just like Scott Pilgrim, like it was really impressive. And better uh, than the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I, would you count like that type of action game as a brawler? Because yeah, I mean, you, you're pretty much just walking through the levels and you know beating up on guys. <laughs> There's really no like ranged sort of weapons, so it's not. It wasn't really a shooter at he all. It is the weapon. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I mean, really, when you talk about beat-em-ups, man, we could spend all day talking about beat-em-ups. I mean, we haven't even touched stuff that uh, a lot of these games we're talking about. A lot of them we haven't even touched on, on like, the newer generation stuff from your, um, <clears throat> you know, your God of War. It's technically a beat-em-up. You know what I mean? It, it really is. With some puzzle elements, but, I mean, I consider it a... Uh, Devil May Cry series, Bayonetta. Um, these are all like the these are the kind of games that are like an evolution. Yeah, they're they're an evolution um, of what the beat 'em up you know has become. Um, I feel like, and, and you know, speaking of like uh, Bayonetta and um, and uh, what was it? There's another one that they did, but I mean, Platinum. The, the, their ability to do beat 'em ups is really good. Actually, they've even got some beat 'em ups that are kind of like retro. Like the Transformers uh, Destruction was based is a beat 'em up, kind of done in a retro style with a retro uh, license. I mean, it was you know, and that, that was cool in itself. <clears throat> but a game that I wanted to bring up that I feel like doesn't get a lot of love because it came on a console that uh, it basically it was a, it was the wrong game for the wrong console. Um, was Mad World. I I fucking love oh, Mad World, man, game, and it was a really really good game, and it's a, it is a beat 'em up. It's about as beat 'em up as you can get, but it felt like it was the game that was created for. It was a great game created for the entirely wrong console. It was a, a mature adult, you know, um, 
oriented, beat them up uh, with just a shit ton of cussing. Uh, some really, really cool, and I mean, great voice cast, uh, voice acting, great voice cast with an interesting uh, look. It had all the right things to me that a game should have had to have been successful, except for the fact that it was released on the Wii. <laughs> And at that same time, I believe House of the Dead, because Sega, it was a Sega, it was through Sega, <clears throat> Platinum uh, uh, developed it, and Sega, I believe, published it. And uh, Sega had some games that came out at the same time, including I think it was House of Dead Overkill, that was also like a Wii thing that none of them sold well. Yeah. And it was all because of the fact that they were on the Wii, and the Wii was, you know, it was considered, you know, the Wii was definitely considered a lesser, lesser, but also a like the kids. You know, console it makes you. It always makes you think, like, man. You know, we have the Switch. That would have been the. Now that we've got the Switch, this would have been the 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 console to release something like that on. But I mean, you know, they took a chance. It failed. But I just remember Mad World being a shit ton of fun, man. It was it was a really cool game. They had mini games, and it was very adult. I mean, fucking no kids should be play, should have been playing that game. But I remember playing that, going, this is this was so cool and it's a beat-em-up that I still remember to this day even though it's not that old but it is kind of obscure now like nobody talks about that game anymore no one really kind of brings it up and it, it, and it actually it eventually you know characters from the game went on to another game Anarchy Reigns which you know was when it came out I think it got released on PlayStation 3 and everything like that like I remember playing it I enjoyed it kind of but it just it didn't have that same feel and I, I feel like that's a series that I think in time is going to be seriously well Mad World in itself is going to be completely forgotten you know what I mean and I just yeah. I really like that game and I, I wish it wasn't like that a uh, fun fact about Anarchy Reign Joe imported that from Japan because he didn't think it was going to come to America yeah. and then and then he came to America yeah, and I title. got it budget title and I got it for so cheap and it was uh, I bought it Super cheap, just because Joe imported it. How much did that cost to import? Like eighty? I think it was like eighty, dude, to import that fucking thing, dude. What made you want to import it? I, I, I really, because I was a big Mad World fan, and I was hoping that it was going to be something along the, like along those lines, and it was done by Platinum. So I mean, it wasn't like it was like, you know, you look at that, and you're like, fuck, this is something that might actually not come over here. And it didn't seem like it at the time, and it was a Platinum game, and, you know, we're all fans of Platinum games. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if Bayonetta 3 fucking came out and it was import only, you'd get it, right? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I went with it, and it just, it wasn't the same. I mean, it was, I, I actually still enjoyed the game, but it definitely, like, the Mad World vibe was no longer there. And it was just, it was, it was bummed. I was like, eh, you know, I wanted more Mad World. I kind of hope they, they do more Mad World, but I don't think it'll ever happen. So, to kind of end the show and end the discussion on beat-em-ups, I just want to ask the question. To you, what made beat-em-ups great? And what do you miss about them now? I think what I really enjoyed about beat-em-ups... I'll take this back to the arcade era, which is like nowadays you just... You don't get it anymore, even though you're you're basically it's capable. You're capable of you can do the same thing now. Like if you took a beat 'em up from that era and released it, you know, in this era of online, online multiplayer and just having the ability to play with others online. The cool thing about that was, you know, I remember just being a kid going up to a machine, you know, basically meeting 
in a lot of cases, three other people that you've never met in your life and playing and working together to try to beat this game. It, it's it's just not the same in this era with online because you you know it's it's so anonymous you know I mean yeah you can play with your friends but it's not the same as having your friend there or a group of you going up to this machine and all of you just go okay this is what we're gonna do we're gonna beat this you know we're gonna beat this game or our goal is to beat this game um, that feeling is gone now you really don't get that anymore um, and I I think that was the coolest aspect you know going to an X Men machine with fucking five people lined up and you got that one last slot and you go in there and there's six of you not trying to beat this game was just a fucking cool feeling you know playing in the simpsons game and then and you know all of those four player type games was something really fun about that that aspect that i dug and even two player beat em ups or any other beat em up um just be going up into that arcade and if someone was beside you that co-op ability you know it, w- it was really 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 um a fun thing to to experience um, and I think, and it's kind of shitty because like a lot of, you know, kids these days and a lot of people that grew up, that didn't grow up then and played video games aren't going to ever get that feeling. Yeah. You know, yeah, you can play with someone online. You're going to get match made, you're going to get matchmaker and you're going to get these people and they may or may not play with their mics on or you're going to end up playing with someone. You, you know, I'm not saying that it's not impossible. You may find some cool people to play with and that's awesome. But it's just not the same as, you know, being able to stand next to someone, actually beating the game. I've actually joined a couple. I've actually, when you know, when you go to an arcade, it's good. Sometimes you just came up at the right time and you're towards the end of a game. You didn't know when, if people were already playing, you didn't know when you were going to join. And there was a few times where, like, as, as a kid, I joined, you know, you know, there was a group of guy, people there playing and you just joined in there at that point and you could only be two levels away, but hey, you just, you've, you put your money in and now you're contributing to this group that may have been playing it for the entire time. And in more cases than not, they were all, what do you call it? They were grateful, you know? It was just like, cool. Because, yeah. you know, most beat-em-ups back then, you couldn't hurt your own teammates. So, like, uh, you, there was no, like, what the hell you're doing? And you didn't yeah. have to. It was a simple. The game's beat-em-ups were simple. You know, just kill the other enemy and, and, and move on. So, like, you know, you had that. You know, I, I remember being a part of a couple of, uh, you know, games where the game was beaten and everyone was like, Hell yeah, awesome. You get the high five, you know, and it, it was just something that I feel like is lost now and it's kind of, it kind of sucks. And that's what I, I'll always go back to that, you know, when I think about beat-em-ups. Uh, I'd say just the cooperative play. Just, I mean, being, being able to play with somebody else uh, and, and the same screen, not taking turns. Yeah. I was like, I remember playing, I wouldn't play a lot with my brother, but I would play some certain, like, those kind of games with my brothers so yeah. just be able to have fun just not having to wait to take turns say that and then what I what what do I miss it's like what made beat them up what do you miss about them now uh, my brother I miss my brother <laughs> 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 um no it's just like I would just miss them cause like there's like really not much anymore like especially with like the plug being able to play with somebody else yeah. I guess that's a couch co-op yeah uh i definitely agree with the couch co-op sentiment being greatly missed it it really sucks that we don't have there's no there hasn't been any like great games lately that are co-op has there been i mean like you know you got your indie stuff but snipper clips that is a great game uh but yeah I, i do miss that a lot too and i would say what made them great honestly was just just the coolness factor, a lot of the characters you could play as, you know? Like, uh, you know, character action games, you know, stuff that Pot makes kind of fills that gap now, but 
it just back then it felt like they they made characters just to be cool you know maybe that was a a relic of its time too you know back then in the 80s 90s like we just wanted cool stuff like edgy characters but it's kind of you don't really even have that you know even scott pilgrim was it was pretty great you know but it's not like the characters were like super cool you know <laughs> they were just people altered beast definitely uh <laughs> tried his hardest to to seem cool and uh it was cool it, it succeeded what I miss about beat 'em ups myself personally, hearing everyone talk about it, um, I miss, you know, just being together, like having fun. Like you heard throughout this whole episode, um, some of my best memories are playing with family or friends in beat 'em ups, whether it be in an arcade or at home on your console. You know, and, and arcade games were <laughs> were like created to eat your quarters and just throw in, you know, be super hard, throw in quarters, but it didn't matter. The part was was the exhilaration and the, and the fun of, of beating the game or, or, or progressing in a level with either people you know or, or complete strangers. And I think a lot of that like Joe said is lost when you're online when you're you know there are great moments I'm not saying online interactions don't have the same meaning but it is completely different from how it used to be back in the 90s in the arcade scene and that's something I think slowly with arcades I mean especially in America and already in in Japan dying um, that's something we won't get anymore. I mean, being older, making this show, I, I'm lucky enough to still get together with my friends and be able to play games, talk about games, do all this stuff, because it's something we all love. But, like, you know, I think that's that's what this episode is, is to talk about it and remember the good times, because, I mean, I, I guess in a way that's, what we kind of still have left are memories, but, you know, we're still getting new experiences. Even though we won't have those old ones, we're getting new ones. So I think that's just the progression of, of life itself, but, you know, that's what I'll miss. And that's what I love about beat-em-ups and brawlers. Uh, great music, character design, just everything. Prowlers are a great thing. And I'm glad I got to live in a time where I got to experience that. A lot of younger kids, if you're younger, you're hearing this, you know, you'll go to, you know, probably like a pizza place that might have an arcade machine in the corner somewhere. You know, uh, Dave and Buster's, you know, they're not completely gone, but they're not how they were. Um, and I'd say um, I'm lucky in that, that area. So, I think brawlers, beat-em-ups in general, it was a perfect time. Well, that's going to be it for this week's episode of Third Party Control Podcast. Um, if you want to send us any questions, you can send it to us at thirdpartycontrollerpodcast at gmail.com. Or our Instagram at thirdpartycontrollerpodcast. Remember, it's thirdpartycontrollerpodcast with a three. Well, that's going to be it. For this week's episode, 
F3PC on the streets. Beat him up edition. I am your host, Jesse P.S. Lira with... Beto Esparza. And... Joe Ramirez. And our special guest... Ugh, barf. What's your name? Sean. <laughs> I was doing like a little, little River City Ransom. No, I know you're doing a River City Ransom, but we ain't fucking around right now. <laughs> now you fucked it up. This could have been a good episode. Just we, post. No, I'm not. I'm leaving this in. We may not be as good as everyone else, but we kind of get the job done. Later. Barnes & Noble and sit in the manga section on the ground. <laughs> <laughs>